Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. The world is the canvas. It's all around our playground. We are those makers of music and the dreamers of dreams. Look inside and what we find is beauty was there the whole time and from the outside we feel it's broken but from the inside there's hope and the tapestry look closely there's different pigments by design intertwined art comforts the disturbed and disturbs the comfortable let's get uncomfortable let it out go though we are broken instruments not able to stay in tune he still plays perfect music with our lives jesus thank you Wouldn't it be something if you could play like Josh and sing like Josh? Wouldn't that be something if you could play and sing like Josh? And you know what's crazy is that question cripples all of us. We're constantly in this exhausting game of comparison. And it never ends. And in fact, I want to invite you in this morning into some family drama, okay? Everybody loves a crazy talk show, a springer, you know, clickbait, fake news, everywhere. What's real, what's not. A term that you, you could learn this morning, propaganda, hidden agendas in the midst of it. What is the intention? And that's how people view us as, as believers and followers of God through Jesus and believing that Jesus is the way. As we get lumped into a whole bunch of nonsense, and sometimes even rightfully so, because we have some 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 quarrels amongst ourselves, and, and we do it publicly. Um, we're not always the best to confront privately. It's like, oh, I couldn't get a hold of them, so I posted it online. Oh, great, awesome. I'm glad we invited everybody into this discussion of what we disagree on. And this is the futile uh, just behavior of humanity, and I think we have a tendency to always believe it's them and never me. Uh, they're wrong, I've convinced myself, we always believe I sat with a guy who was Zig Ziglar's 21 years assistant for all of his material. Phenomenal speaker. Zig has just done incredible things. And he said something, he goes, we always believe we're the smartest person at the table. He says, it's the nature of us. He goes, so of course, I think I'm smarter than you right now. And he was saying that to me. Until you, until you transform yourself in a posture of a student and you start listening. And one of the conversations I want to invite us into today is this idea and debate of what does God like and what does God not like? What is sacred and what is secular? It's the great divide. It's where the rubber meets the road. What can we agree on and what can't we? What does God endorse and what doesn't he endorse? Does he like rap music? Does he not like rap music? Does he like metal music? What doesn't he like? Why do we divide all the time? And so here's what happens is there's so much freedom, but I think it's important today that we really rally around. What's the thing we can agree on? It's the only wall in the position that, that I would say is the hill worthy of my life, and it's Jesus and who he is. He's so desperately trying to get in touch with his people, and, and his people uh, meaning all people. Now, there's this clip that really kind of lays this out. What is good and what's not, what's of God and what's of the devil. Check this out. 
foosball. Bunch of overgrown monsters manhandling each other. Remember when that man wanted you to play foosball, Bobby? Let's talk about Bobby playing football. I don't like it, Mr. Coach Klein. I don't like it one bit. You see, my boy is too delicate to be playing in foosball and whatever you call it with them gargantuans. Foosball? You playing the foosball behind my back at school? You going to school? Play foosball with your friends. Foosball's not for the devil. It's for my body. Time to open up some wounds. Ha! Cheer, cheer, Why did Mama hate foosball? Why'd she hate foosball? Because foosball probably represented something in her life that would threaten her. And had probably intentions to build a wall and barrier. I think every good parent, when they allow their kids to do something or don't, it's with good intentions. And then how it plays out, the tact side of it, is extremely challenging. Because if everything was black and white, everything was cut and dry, if we could put boxes around everything, then it would all be so simple, but it's not. And in fact, we look back over history time and time again, all civilizations believed they had the cornerstone on truth. And then we have classes where we look back at their mistakes and then we never believe that we're living in a mistake. I believe right now there's a tension in our nation and in our world and I believe that we are prone and vulnerable to be led astray and be living in a mistake. I think the way we talk, act, approach subjects and topics, so quick to say certain things and who is right and who isn't. And we have to ask ourselves this question, are we willing to give up some of our preferences to see people convert to Jesus for eternity? Or do we want them to convert to our cause and our position and our ideas and worldviews first? Which one's first? Now they come, they're, 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 they're obviously connected. What we believe, how we operate that, our fundamental views of people and how we see them, they're connected of what we, uh, political parties and co candidates and all of this, how this fleshes out into our day-to-day, -day, but... If we aren't careful, what we'll find is as soon as somebody disagrees, they're of the devil. That foosball's of the devil. Oh, did you hear about that rap music? It is so of the devil. You know why God, I believe, had to reach rappers and show the gospel to them? It's because the church was too scared to get close to them. I remember one pastor said to me, it takes about 10 years for the church to get on board with what God's doing because it's got to go through a lot of boards and committees, which is healthy, I think, to some degree. But we got to remember, why did we create the board and committee? Why is the box even there in the first place? It's with good intentions, but it could be causing us to not see Jesus and our friends and our family are longing to know him. They do. It's in the soul of every person to come alive. People want to follow an adventure. They want to do good and greatness. But the world's been recruiting so well. And we say world, we're like, okay, what is the world and what isn't? Now it's evolving sometimes on how we would practice. And let me give you an example. When I had my transformation of Jesus radically coming in my life, I was a rapper, and I associated all my rap music with the sinful behavior that I've been doing. I was basically living the songs. I'm, I'm partying, I'm dealing, I'm, I'm, I'm adventurously engaged into this movement. And then when I found who Jesus was, I'm like, whoa, 
I'm marveling at the cross. He really is the one that can set me free. And so therefore, I had to come to the table and say, I want to give up everything, and I hate rap music. Pastor Dave has a book in the opening chapter. He talks about that. He says, Jerome hated rap music, but called them to it. Well, there's another caveat to the story. I was a rapper beforehand. And the reason I hated rap music is because I associated it with my sin. I didn't necessarily hate the art. I just couldn't reconcile how God and the art came together. I couldn't figure it out. And somebody came to me one day and said, have you ever heard of cross movement? I heard you were a rapper. You should listen to this. And I'm like, nah, nah. What, Christian rap, did you say? Yeah, yeah, Christian rap. Take it home, listen to it, start weeping. Because it was truth. And I realized the enemy was such a liar. He is the master of perversion. Is that Jesus was the author of the music. I had just got the perverted version. And so I wanted to throw away the, all, the, whole, the whole genre and think that it's all bad instead of get back to the origin and where it all begins. Because when you strip it all down, strip it all away, get back to the source, what you start to find is the beauty for its intention. There's beauty for intention for people, for our society, for our music and behavior. And we've titled this Broken Instruments because God does play perfect music with our broken lives. And one of the things we've done, one of the great harmful things we've done is we pushed away anybody that has any type of arts expression, their jobs, their careers. We said that this thing is most spiritual. We've had people sit in our, our training sessions and say, but what you guys are doing just makes such a difference. You guys are changing lives for eternity. I'm just doing this. We're like, ah, interesting. So how do I reconcile these two? That so 50 hours of the week when you go out and job, how many people are on staff for a church here? Okay, so nobody. Oh, you're on staff for a church here, ministry, athletes in action, represent, and in the house. Thanks for bringing some of your, your team. That was incredible. And I love your post last night. Your post was incredible. It's the very heartbeat of this message. It's uh, people from, what was it, what was the nationalities represented in that picture? Yeah, Sudan, Afghanistan, and you. Yeah, blonde-haired, white girl in the middle. And if you aren't careful, what it could look like is there a case study just from the outside in, right? Like, oh, white girl, blonde hair, comes in to saves the day on the corner here. Oh, it's so neat and cute. But what you said was actually amazing. You said, look, this is God's beautiful picture. We're all a little different, and this is all perfect. And so can you start seeing how God sees people and look at us all together? It was so cool, the canvas of how you painted that. And I was inspired by that. It's so cool that you raised your hand. But so two of us out of, let's just say, 100 Two people are on staff. So is what you're doing insignificant throughout the week? I, I know, you, I know you, you don't think that, but do you believe it and come alive when you think of your job and your day-to-day? -day? I, I, I didn't. I didn't think when I was selling copiers or running a car dealership that that was effectively amazing. Oh, I just can't wait till I'm preaching about Jesus because I had to shift of how I started to view sacred and secular. What is sacred? Is there something that we haven't seen that's not sacred? I just wonder, are we always seeing the perverted version and we're so quick to deem it as secular, get out of here. Now secular, when I'm defining that, typically would mean for lack of uh, further clarification, it would mean something that's outside necessarily the will of God or the full benefit of God for his people. That, that God isn't, when he's throwing a party, he's not inviting the secular stuff. 96.5 ain't coming, 97.5 ain't coming, da, da, da. You know, and Halloween is for sure not coming. 
October, it's not coming. We need to do everything. We got to rename this thing. We do. What about when there's a kid that loves Jesus so desperately and he longs to express himself, maybe through movie, poetry. Maybe he wants to be a builder. You know, Jesus was a tecton. That's the big fancy word for, he was just a good old-fashioned laborer, carpenter. So did Jesus' life glorify God for only three years? What was the purpose? How we stripped this back down? And there's a verse I want to take us back to, the Genesis, the origin here. In, in Genesis 1.31, and God saw everything that he made, and behold, it was very good. Good. It was very good. Now, good is so important, we have to marinate and pause right there. Because what do you mean, good? Isn't that an action? So tell me the good things he does. I need to know. I have to know. Good there would mean aesthetically pleasing. Just looks awesome. Looks really dope. I mean, it's like new fashion swag looking so pretty, so powerful, so amazing that people are so captivated by, like, wow, there must be a great, 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 great painter because look at the masterpiece. Now, that can get scary here. Christians get uncomfortable with this because we see people start to worship the created things, don't we? They put uh, above God. I mean, they'll think of anything. We do this because we want to be uh, in our sinful state. We want to be the king of our own castle. And so if we can create some type of clique and we can create an association, we will do that. We'll do that with sports. We'll do that with hobbies. We'll do that with food. We'll do that now with essential oils and business plans. We'll do that with everything you could ever think of. We will do this. And then we'll come together every once in a while. We'll see each other throughout the city and be like, one of these, but, you know, as soon as we get back in the car, did you see what they're wearing? I just can't believe it. I think they voted for Trump. <laughs> did you see what LeBron posted? I think he hates Trump. Dan Gilbert this week, I thought it was interesting because he's the owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers, and he said um, he got so many uh, violent messages about LeBron and he said it really opened up his eyes to how deep racism was, that he didn't, he didn't understand the depths of it before that until LeBron tweeted that um, or tweeted something and just said he disagreed with Trump and people weren't happy with how he said it. And we're, sometimes we say things in the tone we don't want to, and Twitter, when you read it, it's a little different. And I find it so quick that we're so quick to fight causes that, that I think the enemy, and I really do, I think he's got us involved with a whole bunch of nonsense, and we're, get, we're missing allowing people to meet their creator and their maker for all of eternity. So don't hear what I'm not saying. It is very important to be involved with your local community, uh, legal matters, boards, directors, globally stand for what's right because if we if we let one cause go then where does it end but if we aren't careful what we start to believe though is that God wants a Christian society right now and that's it what so what about the 12 that rolled with Jesus that 11 of them all were martyred were they outside the will of God no they were just willing to make the main thing the main thing because they recognize that there's broken instruments that feel like they all want to be thrown away, but God wants to play perfect music through them, and that's us. 
God's art, as we look at the world, is so amazing, so beautiful, so intricate. You'll see somebody on their reel if they're on vacation, if they get to experience some of the depths, I think, glimpses of heaven. And if we aren't careful, we'll want to experience that all now. So for anybody who leaves or moves to Hawaii, like, God bless you, that's fine. But for us that are staying, that won't be our reality. And we'll constantly feel, I'm not good enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. And we're, we're bombarded with the comparison game. And here's why this matters. Because a high view of how you're made and where you're made from and your intention and your purpose will liberate you from the exhaustive game to be like, I'll never sing as good as Josh. Well, wait. Because if I look at your tag on your shirt, the same person who made Josh made you. So wait, if I start saying that he's better, that, that, so he just plays favorites? No, he uses people to get all of his favorites back in the game. Because there is all of us engaged and alive. Amen, come on. All of us engaged because here is the point. That I'm so desperately trying to just exude this morning um, to you. Is that what God made is very good, but his greatest creation was made in the image of him, you. And we're here this month to say this. We're fighting to be on the right side of history when it comes to political stances, when it comes to uh, div division over culture and expressions, whether it's uh, ethnicity, um, culturally, even nationality. We're, we're trying to live in the tension to, to turn up the voice for those that don't have a voice, um, turn down the voice of those that have too much voice, come in as children and agents of God, letting both people get a little messy in the playground because this is God's playground everywhere you go. When's the last time you looked at the world like a playground? I didn't. This idea is so new to me. It's so beautiful, but it's from the origin. It's from the very entry thoughts of how God shows the world. It's good. So when you're out there loving your kids, maybe you're, you're volunteering at some uh, event and you're, you're loving people, you're serving your job for that boss you can't stand. I know it's not at Mastery Dentistry because there's the boss and the son right there. And when you're loving them, so you're always loving them, there's no way that would happen. But here's the thing. You're really honoring God. So keep going, little buddy. Keep going, little buddy. This is what's so beautiful. You know, God um, has a way to talk about you. He has a way. If God has press, he, he, he puts his press out there. He has a attention, all people, on you. He talks about you. But he first wanted to brag on um, what would get you back in the game. He saw you on the sidelines. He saw that you felt broken. And so he sent his son, his only son. I think it had to be that way because it pulls at our heart in a way that only a dad knows, right? Your son? It's like the fear of every parent. Your child? Doing a funeral for somebody who has passed um, and their parents are still alive, so their, chi their child. Uh, the pain is so thick. The grace is so, so, so powerful, so magnified. But I always hear this. This should never be. You never want to bury your child before you. And you never do. My grandma had to do it. We had a family close here. And it doesn't make sense 
but we get a glimpse of how it could make sense and does make sense by God showing how he sends his son. He sends his son because you and I were in some trouble, we're broken, and we need fixed. And when he declares about his son, it's so powerful. He doesn't just give the resume. So tell me, Jordan, what you do. He doesn't say, hey, he's a registered nurse getting ready for all kinds of things or, you know, studying in school. And Carlos, he's the postman. He dominates. And, and I want to tell you all the things he does. Josh, he sings so prolific. And Juliana, you know, and Paulina, they were learning about um, fixing up this summer. And Paulina's going to be an eye doctor. And, you know, Nick, he's dominating. His, his kid's the best soccer player in the, in the planet. And, you know, he doesn't say these things. Here's what he says in Matthew three seventeen. Right when he gets baptized, he gets baptized as symbolic of this newborn rebirth power coming. It says, and behold, a voice from heaven said, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. You have the father saying, that's my boy. (laughs) Yep, that one, that one right there. Jesus, bow. Jesus, he's hype. I believe God's so hype. People are like, you're just too intense. You're not. Okay, can we move on? It was so cool to meet Christian rappers down at some of these conferences. I realized there was more people like me. Loud, intense, like sports. It was so beautiful because the people had been acting like I was, they were tolerating me the whole time. I remember being in the world. It was, there was dozens of me and then you come in church and there's like one and you're like, wow. I can see why it's filled with cheese, right? We're just cheesy. We're cheesy because we're not real and raw enough to know how God loves us and what he says about us because we think it's conditional. We think that when we're good, God loves you more. But he first says, you know, that's mine. That's my boy. That's my boy. And if we aren't careful because people don't like us, they start to think, I can't like him because I don't like you. But we have to humbly say, no, 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 I'm broken. Let me show you the one who's so beautiful because you'll see my relationship with my children or my friends, but they don't even compare to God's relationship with his son. So we make much of Jesus. Where's hype man? He pulls out the photos and he starts showing, let me show you what Jesus can do. Show you who he is. He's so amazing. This morning, here's what you have to do. And lean in with me. I know doors open. There's kids going crazy. There's people who think about a dunk tank and donuts. And, and um, if you don't strip all of your ideas and your preferences, you may miss the character of God. You have to strip it down and you have to ask this fundamental question. Where is Jesus in the midst of this? Where is he with people? How does he feel? What does he think about? Does he take pictures just to be a case study? Am I tight with God when I do stuff right? Did he think I was better during Love the City Week? Well, if I read my own press, you're killing it. Well, what about my own press behind the scenes? Where my kids FaceTime me this morning, like all excited. Dad, why'd you forget us? Why didn't you take us to wake us up? And that heart sank because in that moment, I have one of two options. Justify why I didn't take them because I have a valid reason. I was busy. But the truth was, I totally forgot. I woke up a little later. My arm was going off for an hour. I got here still earlier than you, so thanks for judging me. So I was here at 7. I was praying. Don't worry. Or seven, I think it was 7.15. I wanted to be here. I wanted to leave at like 6.50 though. And because I was running so fast, I forgot to wake up my kids. And uh, they always come with me. And it was a moment that I felt horrible. 
And I said, I'm sorry, that is unacceptable and that's wrong. And uh, I believe just my kids just showed a glimpse of God. I'm like, it's okay, Dad. It's awesome. Um, we'll see you soon. And so I asked Devin, like, this is what team does. Devin, will you go get my kids? Will you bring them in? And they came, and Devin went and got them. And just a, a way that the power of this, the power of I am sorry ignites the power of God. If we could say I'm sorry in our tone online, I think we'll get people more to see who Jesus is because God's trying to say this is my son. Because the name of Jesus is the only name that will save. It's above all other names. Check this out. History's bowels have coughed up multitudes of names chained to fame. The tenacious, the notorious, religious and sacrilegious. What images flit across the window of your mind when you hear such names as Socrates and Churchill, Mussolini, Mandela, and Einstein? Do you recall when you hear Hitler? Does inspiration hit you between the eyes when you hear Armstrong? Do you yawn and roll those same eyes when you think of Shakespeare? Names are pregnant with purpose. That's what's in a name. And friends, if I may inquire, what stirs within the recesses of your soul when you hear Jesus' name? An enigma? personified holy man holy divine took on the lowest name so slaves could reign as kings deity who chose to endure mortality so we could enjoy eternity why does no other name affect the skeptic the heretic and the majestic the homicidal suicidal and the matinee idol no other name changed nature mindset and matter Open blind eyes, deaf ears, and heal cancer. No other name came with this mandate. Heaven's kingdom expressed on earth. But if his miracles are just fairy tales, then why do millions gather putting their lives on the line for his name? I've come to the conclusion that there is no other name. And whether in two, threes, or millions, we gather under no other name. the only name of why we're here today, this morning. You know, Johann Bach, famous composer now that many would give him the accolade of one of the top performance uh, composers ever that's existed on the face of this planet. And he has a quote that says, I play the notes as they are written, but it is God who makes the music. This idea that I'm a co-author at best of my own life because God's been using so many other people to influence me and challenge me. And I can let a situation um, start to make me feel that my worth is more. Or I, I'm, I can be played. I have perfect music now. I'm beautiful. And, and I'll tell you, friends, it's not the gospel of grace. It's not the good news of grace. The good news of grace simply means this, that when we come to Jesus and we just lay our life down and we find ourselves at the feet of the cross because the greatest display of God's beauty was not only his creation, not only his son, but what his son did. And it all came from who his son was connected with the father. And what he did was just byproduct to restore us See, for the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it's the power of God. I find it so 
beautiful how silent Jesus is on some of the biggest issues of the day. And you know what he's saying? He's trying to always kind of pull up the voice. He was saying, basically, I'm sorry for the people that were really loud and not listening to you because I see your hurt. I see your pain. I see your issues. I see your endurance. I see your suffering. I see what it's like to walk into a room and nobody looks like you. I see it and I'm coming to close the gap. That's what Jesus did. I got to speak at a revival this week and uh, it was four different preachers and I was the only white boy, a little white boy named Jerome. And it was awesome because I felt like God was downloading on me that we first needed to say, and I say we, just typically those that uh, are born into privilege just by their skin color. Now, I wasn't born into economic privilege. Where I lived, my house was not like everybody else's house. But there's some certain benefits that just by existing throughout society that typically um, those that are colored have to conform to. If you look and just just give you one example, when you go to Rite Aid or Walgreens, go to try to find ethnic hair products. Or find out, why don't you do this? Give me another one. Why don't you know about the ethnic food aisle? Because all of their food's good besides, you know, and then, and then the ethnic food aisle, right? It's just a little sliver. And so here's what's so cool about this is Jesus was flipping it upside down that the artists were the ones kind of communicating the heart. They were painting pictures of the story of how God moves and what he wanted to do. And what he was doing was, hey, Gentiles, hey, women, hey, children, those that are broken, you've actually been leading the way. Have you felt some bruises? Has it been hard to watch what's online? Do you feel broken? Do you feel tempted to just lash out? Well, I'm here to tell you today the nature of God. He's saying you're his son, you're his daughter, and God is pleased in you. He's singing over you, and he just came to set you free. Perfect music he plays. See, Jesus, he takes our broken lives, and he plays perfect music with them. I'm convinced that those that have been enduring have been leading the way in the gospel, You want me to be more specific? People of color or immigrants that speak with a dialect. Where's your accent from? They've been leading the way of what God's character can look like many times. Because what I found is they're way more slower to anger than if somebody else gets robbed of their viewpoint. And so the reason I say that is kind of just get you uncomfortable a little bit, kind of how we started out, get you uncomfortable to say, where is Jesus in this? I think he's turning up the voice of people that don't have a loud voice. And I think he's turning down. I think he's redistributing. I think he's aligning. And it is challenging. It's messy. But just like those guitar strings, they're in tune and they're tense and they're tense. But if they're too tense, they'll break. But they're right tension, so they'll be perfect. And so you, as you leave this place, there's only one place that will be able to be totally free, and that's Jesus. But all other things will be an art and there'll be a tension. And there's a conversation of how we got to play that out. And so you're empowered to do so. What are you saying, pastor? Should I quit my job or? No, no. Actually, hold true to your convictions, but keep listening to the other side of the table because Johann Bach, it's so fascinating that he, um, he was hired into the church and the church misunderstood him. People are complaining about the music you've been composing. The music is too showy. Some of our members even think it's sinful. Music should be simple so it draws attention to God, not to the music or to the performers. 
Man, I'm so happy that when Josh sings, he sings with passion. He doesn't need to be kind of reserved if that's how God, God made him differently. Now, if someone else is reserved, I've been to some churches, they don't move. I've been to some churches, they make you take off your shoes. Why this is so important? Because it's trying to paint the picture for you that God is in both. He's in both so many different times and we're always trying to say, what's the great divide? Is it sacred or secular? What about when I started hating rap music? God was with me in that season. And then when I started embracing it and using it, God was with me in that season. And so here is it. You are God's child. If you come to the feet of the cross broken and say, Jesus, take my life. It really is that simple. And that's the beauty. So everything else flows out of that. I don't say, hi, teacher Christy. Do I? Be a little weird. That's why sometimes I'm uncomfortable with Pastor Jerome. Because I'm Jerome, a son of God, who happens to be under the chief shepherd. Now, some people call you bro man because I take this too far. And they mean it because they don't, they, they, they have no view of authority. And so they actually probably need a good dose of pastor. They need a good dose of doctor, of mister, and yes, sir. But there's two people on the spectrum. There's some that just by that idea of yes, sir, they think belittled. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No, I want to empower you today. Empower you with the dreams and the thoughts and the passions and the love of God. And too often you've been invited into the, the spoils of the world, the drunkenness, the, the banter, the drama, the sickness, the pain, the darkness. And we don't even have guides anymore. Like somebody show us, somebody lead us the way. There is people that lead the way. Her heroes that God has used throughout all of mankind. But the greatest hero God displays with my son, Jesus. Let's pray. Jesus, uh, today, my heartbeat is um, to strip away every thought that would rob us of fully giving you everything. And then using um, the adventure of life and the playground to build, to tear down, to as, as moments of rhythm. There will be ups, downs all around, but that would never stop us from believing that we are loved, that you want to play perfect music through our lives. Let's, let's be a little slower to hear. Slower to, li like, just listen. Just slow to speak, I mean. Just slow and quick to listen. God, will you imprint that on the souls of us right now? And I think with our demeanor and our tact and the tension, will allow more people to see you clearer. And so God, we give up some of the, the, the junk and the baggage and some of the ideas and, and thoughts that we hold so true because it's challenging to, to ask the question, where are you at in this? You might be forgiving. You might be loving. You might be standing up for justice. And God, we, we want to live in that tension this morning in all of our lives because they are so important. It is good. It is good. So we are the makers of music and we are the dreamers of dreams. We're tapping into a tapestry that has many different pigments, all different by design, for a purpose, uniquely made. And that unity this morning does not look like conformity. 
And today, may we embrace each other more and more and more and rally around you, Jesus, because you stand alone. And we thank you for your grace and your power this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And God's good, isn't he? Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelancing.com. You belong here.